Hello, my friends. You're listening to Repent and Believe podcast with Cynthia Smalls of Back to God Ministries. Welcome, my friends. Here we talk and teach the message of Jesus Christ, the only one who can claim the title of Savior of the world. We also discuss all things repentance and belief in Jesus Christ and how all these things tie into living a lifestyle where our deeds are manifested and fast and God so that we may be molded by the Father into vessels to be used for His glory. Amen. Amen. All right, so let's get started. Hey everyone, before we get started, I'd like to say thank you for tuning in. And if you enjoy my podcast, please share, download, leave me a message or comment. Thanks, guys. Hello, everyone. This is Cynthia Smalls with Back to God Ministries. How is everyone doing today? I pray that all is well in your lives, that you are walking by faith and not by sight. You, beloved, are to never give up on the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. All right, my brothers and sisters, what we talking about today? Well, the whole world, apart from the gospel of Jesus Christ, is under condemnation. Oh, brethren, The hour is short and humanity's curtain will be drawn. Christ Jesus, the one whom they crucified over 2,000 plus years ago, who on the third day God raised from the dead, when Christ was resurrected, Over 500 people, the Bible said, saw Jesus Christ in his resurrected body. Forty days later, he ascended to heaven. He is right now sitting at the right hand of God the Father in heaven, making intercessions for the saints. That one is on his way back, not to deal with sin again, but to judge the world in righteousness. He's coming back as the judge. He has given us the signs of his coming in Matthew 24. Down in verses 37 to 39, he says, But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying, and given in marriage until the day 
that Noah entered into the ark and knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall all, excuse me, excuse me, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Amen. Jesus is telling us, just like in Noah's day before the flood, although while building the ark for what, over a hundred years, Noah was preaching righteousness to the people, warning them that it is going to rain and the world is facing judgment. But did the people listen? No, they went right on eating and drinking, marrying, giving into marriage, right up until the day the door to the ark was shut by God. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And look at what he says in verse 50 of Matthew 24. The master of that servant will come on a day when he is not looking for him and at an hour that he is not aware and will cut him in two and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites, there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Amen. Beloved, and those who are sitting on the fence about whether or not they need to be born again, hear the Holy Spirit of God. Time is running out. All we got to do is look around the world and we see it is rife for the coming of the Antichrist. Christ Jesus has all of this in order. And when he comes, many are going to be shell-shocked These are they who were not prepared, who ignored the many warnings of the righteous that they must repent and come to Christ before this day. So, over there in Luke 17, 26 to 30, Jesus was saying, And as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be also in the days of the Son of Man. They ate, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise, as it was also in the days of Lot, 
They ate, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. But on the day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even so, will it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed? Amen. Beloved, the Lord Jesus Christ is giving us clear, a clear picture about when he returns, the state of humanity. Like I said, all we got to do is look around the world. It is exactly how it was in the days of both Noah and Lot. Unrighteousness and wickedness is abound and homosexuality, perversion of one's body, sodomy is off the charts. And if we do not repent, we will all perish in the coming judgment of God's wrath. Beloved, listen, if I remember, I will put a link to this YouTube video. I seen this video about a year or so ago, but I'm going to put this link, if I remember, in the description box. This short little documentary about this gentleman who visited the area where Sodom and Gomorrah was burnt down to the ground. And I believe the Lord allowed this place to steal in modern times to be, to, to be shown as a witness. Right now, you can go to that place. It has not been wiped off the face of this flat earth. People right now can go to the ashened place where both Sodom and Gomorrah stood. This gentleman took us on a little tour of the ashened, burnt out cities. And you can still see the formation of buildings, that, that wall that surrounded it, and the place is nothing but ash. But you can, you can right now, what, I think he said it's been over 3,500 years. And you can still visit this place. He actually went up to these burnt out structures. And in the walls, you can still pluck out rocks of sulfur a.k.a. brimstone. Some were as small as a pebble. Some were as big as an orange. And guess what he did with these 
rocks of sulfur, brimstone. He lit them on fire. Beloved, when I tell you just that small nugget, how it burned and melted, oozing with, um, beloved, it is a sight. Jesus says, the lake of fire, it is a lake that is burning with fire and brimstone, burning sulfur, that same burning sulfur that rained down from heaven on that wicked, perverted, sexual, immoral city, city Sodom and Gomorrah. Well, that's the same brimstone. Just watching that one nugget melt into, listen, burning lava. Ain't got nothing on burning sulfur. This thing looks painful. And he mistakenly touched it instantly. A huge blister bubbled up on his little index finger. This substance will be in that lake of fire. Revelation 20 tells us that if your name has not been found in the Lamb's book of life, well, you will be thrown in the lake that blazes with fire and brimstone. Beloved, you may ask, what are you talking about, Cynthia? God is love. He will never have those whom he loved tormenting in such a way for all of eternity. Beloved, listen to me. Our Heavenly Father loves Jesus Christ. And he loves those who are in Jesus Christ. If we are not in Christ, then yes, he will throw us into this lake of fire. Listen, the Bible tells us God does not play favorites. Meaning, any one of us, both Jew and Gentile, can face and will endure his wrath. Jesus just told us when the master comes and if that servant ain't acting right, he will have his place among the hypocrites. So, beloved, Okay, this message today, yes, Holy Spirit, it is serving as a warning. We all must be warned. This earth is going to pass away. And if Christ tarries, in his coming, we will all die one day. One day, all of us have been appointed a day of death. Once we drop the body suit, 
we will stand in eternity to give an account of how we lived this life, whether it was as a born-again saint of the Most High God or as an unrepentant, Christ-rejecting, God-denying sinner. Either way, we will stand before Jesus Christ. And what is so terrifying, because I don't know about you, but it's terrifying to me that many who thought Jesus was their Lord and Savior, but they actually lived a life of lawlessness iniquity. They thought, they believed false doctrine that all you had to do was to believe in Jesus, disregarding the many instructions and commands of Christ and his apostles that we must live obediently, faithfully, diligently while in these body suits. Many, Jesus says, are not on the path that leads to eternal life. People want in the 21st century what those in the first century and in the days of Noah and Lot They all want the same thing. They want to eat. They want to drink. They want to be merry. They want to marry. They want to have engagement parties. They want to go about building empires, planting, sowing, reaping. They want the here and the now. Oh, yes, Holy Spirit, I hear that. Those who are perishing are not sowing for eternity. They are sowing for the things of this world. Marriage, jobs, building up treasured cities, doing your life, everything temporal, These, these things that are in the world, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Jesus said, these things is what people were more focused on rather than the coming of the Son of Man. This is why, this is why, my friend, we must be born again and not playing around in our sanctification talking about how it is so hard and next to impossible to live a life of righteousness beloved you know what keeps a person on the straight and narrow path god's coming wrath his coming wrath. Do not be like the servant who was disobedient 
when the master was away. But then when the master came back, when the master came back, the servant wasn't doing what he was told to do. Well, his place will be with the hypocrites. That place where weeping and gnashing of the teeth. And beloved, I know some of you may only want me to talk about God's love. Listen, God's love says we must repent. Otherwise, we gonna perish. That's the epitome of love. Because you see, yes, Holy Spirit, some people's perception of God's love is to let him allow them to do and live however they want to live. Beloved, that's not love. That's not God's love. I'm talking about the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Show me in his holy word where he allowed the people after giving them instruction about holiness and what he wants from them. Show me where he was okay with them disobeying him. Because Adam and Eve learned the hard way. The children of Israel learned the, the hard way. Those wicked kings learned the hard way. So show me anywhere that those who say God is their God and yet deliberately blatantly, habitually went on sinning? You tell me that God was okay and he just loved them into the kingdom anyway? No, beloved. That's a false reality that is being preached out of these apostate denominational churches. They keep telling you you and God are good to go even while living in sin. Not that, you know, you have missed the mark because we all have missed the mark. But do we live lives in our vomit? No. No. Once we've missed that mark, we go to God and confess it and agree with him. This is not the actions of one who say, Lord, Lord. He tells us in 2 Timothy 2.19. Yes, I'm, I'm going to stay dragging out 2 Timothy 2.19. Let everyone who names the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. Depart from having this cavalier attitude that you don't have to obey God. That you are the master of your life. And you are just using Jesus as a get out of 
the lake of fire. No. Do you not know Christ Jesus knows exactly what's going on in your heart? He is not some get out of jail free card just so that you don't go to hell. You won't be thrown in that lake of fire. But yet while on the earth, you can still smoke your weed, commit fornication, stay in your adulterous remarriages, keep on being a gossip, a liar, a backbiter, still be covetous, still ooze in your sexuality and sensuality. You can still be as worldly as any secular counterpart. But yet, you are the Christian. Beloved, listen, this is a warning today. Today is the day that you and I understand this world apart from the message of Jesus Christ, the good news, how God has made a way for sinners to be reconciled back to him through Jesus Christ. No one, no one will be going to heaven apart from Jesus Christ. Beloved, the Bible speaks so much of condemnation. You want to know why? Because of the sin which has engulfed mankind. Listen to Isaiah 59 too, because see, this is the problem. Your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God. And your sins have hidden his face from you so that he does not hear. So, so that he does not hear. Amen. In the Bible, the word condemnation is synonymous with damnation, judgment, punishment, destruction, and verdict. In, in its strongest sense, condemnation means the banishing to hell all those disobedient to the will of God. Listen. Amen. Listen. If you think you are such a good person, you are not out here murdering and stealing. You're not living in homosexuality. You are just living the American dream. You get up, you go to work, you pay your bills, you take care of your family. And you mean to tell me I'm going to hell? Beloved, first of all, no one is good. Apart from being in Christ, 
being in his righteousness apart from Jesus Christ, the Bible says none is good. Romans chapter 3 verse 10. None as it is written, none is righteous, no not one. No one understands, no one seeks for God. All, and all means all, all have turned aside. Together they have become worthless. No one does good, not even one. Verse 13, their throat is an open grave. They use their tongues to deceive. The venom of ass is under their lips. Their mouth is full of curses and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. In their paths are ruin and misery and the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Amen. According to God's perspective, none of us are good. No one is righteous. No one in their own merit is good enough to enter heaven without Jesus Christ. That's it, beloved. So we can sit back and think, well, you know what? I'm not all that bad. Yes, we are. Listen, we are horrible in the sight of God apart from Jesus Christ. That is why this Christ-rejecting world is under condemnation. It's because of their own doing. They chose by their own wills to be condemned. Listen, come to find out, God is not the enemy. He tells the world who the enemy is, Satan. We have an adversary. Who too will be thrown in the lake of fire? And he is using everything in his arsenal to get you to be thrown in it right along with him, his antichrist, and the false prophet. Listen to Matthew 5.22. But I say unto you that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And whosoever shall say to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council. But whoever says, but whosoever shall say, thou fool, shall be in danger of hell fire. Amen. Matthew 23, 33. Ye serpents, ye generation of vipers, how can ye escape the damnation of hell? Hmm? 
Yeah, see, beloved, some don't even believe that hell even exists. And if you are the one who believes hell does not exist, well, Satan got you. He got you. Listen, there are only two kingdoms. The kingdom of God and the kingdom of Satan. We are in either one of those kingdoms. There is no, well, I don't believe in God and I don't believe in the devil. So I'm just going to live my earthly, worldly life. No, beloved. Mm-mm. Two kingdoms. Listen. If you are not in the kingdom of God, by default, you are a slave to Satan and you are in his kingdom. Yes. Matthew 25, 41. Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand, depart from me, ye cursed into everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. Amen. Yes, there is a place where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Matthew 25, 41. No, I already just gave you all that. Listen, and those who deny Jesus, listen to Matthew 10, 33. He says, but whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I also deny before my father, which is in heaven. Amen. So, you can walk around in unbelief if you want to. Because Romans chapter 1 tells us about the wrath of God. And that how because of unrighteousness, people suppress the truth about God. Because he has made himself known through nature and through the conscious. But because of your iniquity, because of your transgressions and sin, you say you don't believe in God. So what do you do? Worship his creation, the sun, the moon, and the stars, having all of these idols, rather than worshiping the one and true and glorious God. Mm-hmm. Mark 16, 16. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Beloved, that is one will be saved from the penalty of God's wrath and judgment. It goes on to say, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Amen. Listen, <laughs> Christ Jesus made it clear that without him, no one can enter the kingdom of heaven. We see this in John 14, 6. He said, he 
is the way. He is the truth and the life. No one, no one comes to the Father except by me. That's what he said. So if you think you will be going to heaven by Muhammad, by Buddha, by any of the millions and millions of Hindu false gods, by being a Jehovah Witness, a Scientologist, a Mormon, a Catholic, a Baptist. Pick one. Pick any one of those religions. And if you think that through that, you will go to heaven bypassing the real Jesus Christ because a lot of them preach a Jesus is not the Lord Jesus Christ. Some of these Jesus, Jesuses in these false religions are ridiculous. They got him as, as not being God. They got him having sex. <laughs> They got him being born the good old-fashioned way through a woman who was not a virgin. They got it is so disturbing. It it, it 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 truly it truly is their beliefs about the afterlife. It is ridiculous. They they got some people believing in purgatory. They got them believing in reincarnation. Listen, we have been appointed one life to live, and after that comes the judgment. There is no you coming back as a butterfly or you coming back as a baby getting this right the the 20th time. No, beloved, that's ridiculous. And those who teach such high-sounding nonsense try to minimize and just do away with the wrath of God. You and I will face the wrath of God if we leave these body suits without being anchored in Jesus Christ. Oh, you face condemnation and for those in the body of Christ my brothers and sisters if you think for one moment you can hang your hats on Romans 8 1 and not finish that verse out because everyone loves to have the understanding listen myself included therefore we are no longer under condemnation but then there's a comma for those who walk not after the flesh so if you are still walking and living by your flesh claiming the name yes you will perish listen Christ made it clear it is no secret 
we are all condemned to die and to eternal punishment because of our sin. That is why we need him, beloved. The only way we can be made right with holy God is through Jesus Christ. And for those who are not born again, but somehow found this podcast, the Lord is leading you in this direction for a reason. He is wooing you to come to Christ in repentance so that your sins may be forgiven. All because of what Jesus Christ has done for humanity. He took on the full wrath of God in our place by living a sinless, perfect life, being obedient to God. He willingly allowed himself to be crucified, nailed to a Roman's cross, dying as a sacrificial lamb to make atonement for our sins. Christ Jesus, when his blood was shed, it was sprinkled on the mercy seat of God. God accepted Jesus' sacrifice. He accepted it. Because you see, God's justice demanded payment for sin. We as a fallen a fallen race of people could not ever made such a sacrifice. We needed someone who was absolutely perfect, sinless, and blameless to lay down his life, give it up, so that his precious sinless, perfect blood will be shed. The Bible says that Jesus is the propitiation for our sins. That means that he was what he did. His act completely, sufficiently satisfied God's wrath. Therefore, he's the only one that can save us. Apart from Jesus Christ, yes, we will all be condemned to hell. And then when he returns, the Bible says hell will be, hell will resurrect its residence. To stand before Jesus at the great white throne judgment where the books, listen, I'm going to read you Revelation 20 just in case you have never even heard this before. There's a book in the Bible. It is the very last book. It is called 
revelation. In there, Christ Jesus is being revealed as the judge. And he had a disciple named John. Once Christ died, went to the cross, went to the cross, died, was buried, three days later, resurrected, 40 days later, he went back to heaven. His 12 apostles, his 12 disciples went out into the world to preach Jesus Christ. Preaching that repentance is necessary for the forgiveness of sins. John was the last disciple, apostle that was left. He was exiled to the Isle of Patmos because he was preaching the gospel. So they exiled exiled him to this rocky place. While at this place of exile, he received the revelation of Jesus Christ, this great big open vision about the terrible times that are coming right before Christ returns. So when we get to chapter 20 of this book, he is telling us about yet another vision he has been given. Now, I know some people are terrified of the book of Revelation because, and many have distorted it. Yes, it is hard to understand and to imagine all that we are reading. But to those in Christ, it is showing us that God's enemies will be dealt with. And so over in chapter 20 of Revelation, we see yet another vision John has been given. This now is of the great white throne judgment. Listen to what he says. Starting from verse 10 to verse 15. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast, that's the Antichrist, and the false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. Verse 11, and I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God and the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. Verse 13, And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead 
which were in them, and they were judged, every man according to their works. Verse 14, and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. Verse 15, and whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Amen. That's what the Bible says. What will happen to those who are not born again? You must, Jesus tells us in John chapter 3, you must be born again in order to enter God's kingdom. So what does it mean to be born again? Well, let's see what the Bible says. Let us come over to John 3 verse 3. Jesus answered him because he was talking to this Pharisee named Nicodemus. He was a ruler, a member of the Sanhedrin among the Jews. And what had happened, he had came to Jesus at night and said to him, we know without any doubt, listen, verse two, without any doubt that you have come from God as a teacher for no one can do these signs, these wonders, these attesting miracles that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered him in verse 3, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, unless a person is born again, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, sanctified. And you see, many bypass this word sanctified. That means being made holy unto God, being obedient, consecrated to him. Jesus says he cannot ever see and experience the kingdom of God. Oh, beloved, when we experience the kingdom of God on this side of glory, there is peace and joy and righteousness in the Holy Spirit. So verse four, Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? He cannot enter his mother's womb a second time and be born, can he? And Jesus answered, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot ever enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. The physical is merely physical. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not be surprised 
that I have told you, you must be born again, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, sanctified. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it is coming from and where it is going. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. And guess what? Nicodemus could not understand what in the world Jesus was talking about. Nicodemus said to him, how can these things be possible? Verse 10, Jesus replied, you are the great and well-known teacher of Israel, and yet you do not know nor understand these things from scripture. I assure you and most solemnly say to you, we speak only of what we absolutely know and testify about what we have actually seen as eyewitnesses and still you reject our evidence and do not accept our testimony. Listen, if I told you earthly things, that is things that happen right here on earth, and you do not believe, how will you believe and trust me if I tell you heavenly things? No one has gone up into heaven, but there is one who came down from heaven, the Son of Man. Oh, beloved, listen, because I want to get into more of John 3. When we talking about condemnation, so he is making it clear. Without him, no one, no one, both Jew and Greek, will not be going to heaven, but face God's condemnation. Listen to Hebrews 10, 14, right? Because the only way we can be made right with God is through Jesus Christ, right? Who has made the perfect sacrifice for us. So Hebrews 10, 14, for by a single offering, he has perfected for all time those who are being sanctified. Amen. Apart from Jesus Christ, there is no more sacrifice for sin. Without Jesus Christ being both our Lord and Savior, we will stand before God and be condemned to the lake of fire. Hebrews 9, 27 to 28, and just as it is appointed for man to die once, and after that comes judgment, so Christ, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time not to deal with sin, but to save those who are eagerly waiting for him. Amen. So now the question becomes, are you eagerly 
waiting for Christ Jesus. Yes, Holy Spirit, because when we are eagerly waiting for Christ, that means in the meantime, in between time, we do not spend our time in deliberate, habitual, blatant sin. Why? Because we are waiting for our Lord to come back. And if he doesn't come back by the time we die, we would have spend, spent our born-again lives in obedience with the expectation and eagerness that he is coming. Beloved, if you are waiting for Christ to return, you will not, you will not live a life that is characterized by sin. So, if it is characterized by sin, that means your eyes are off Jesus' soon return. Just like that wicked servant he, he spoke of in Matthew 24. Let's, let, me, let me go back up to that one. Hold on. Come back up here. Where is it at? Is it 24? Hold on. Wait a minute. Because we just read it. Got it over here in my notes. Hold on. Wait a minute. So, no. That was Luke. Matthew 24. Yes. Verse 50. The master of that servant will come on a day when he is not looking. See, beloved? If we are not looking for Christ, when he appears, it's going to be at a surprise. Because you and I were too busy eating and drinking and marrying, giving into marriage, building and planting, just living our best worldly lives, claiming the name, and then boom, here he comes. And then he will say, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. But Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, cast out demons in your name, perform mighty miracles in your name? And Jesus is like, mm, I don't know you. I don't know you. Depart from me, you worker of iniquity. So over here, Matthew 24, 50. The master of that servant will come on a day when he is not looking for him at an hour that he is not aware of. And will, verse 51, Matthew 24. And will cut him in two. And appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Yes. So. He is. He is quite clear. So. Let us. I gave you our Hebrews 9.27 right. About how. Is only appointed once for man. 
to die one time. That's it. There is no purgatory. There is no reincarnation, beloved. So let's ask this question. Why do people not come to Jesus? It is because no one likes to have his or her deeds exposed and reproved as evil and wrong. Instead, we would prefer to justify our actions and keep our sins and shortcomings hidden and out of sight. It is for this very reason, beloved, that people do not come to Jesus, the light of the world. What does John 1 No, John 1. <laughs> what does Yeah, John chapter 1. No, John chapter 1. Girl in the book of John. Well, yes. Beloved, pardon me. It's just so much stirring in my spirit because it's, I'm, I'm carrying this burden to get this message out in its urgency. Time is running out. And those of us who love Jesus, who love his sheep, and who is crying aloud and sparing not to the lost, we must be found in Jesus before he returns. Otherwise, we are going to spend all of eternity tormenting in the lake of fire. So pardon me if I seem to be all over the place. I'm trying to, to maintain the focus. See, this is why I must have notes before me. Otherwise, I will be on 10 different tangents as I'm led by Holy Spirit to, to try to cover as much as I can in this limited time on the podcast. So, John chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. In the beginning... Before all time was the Word, Christ. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God Himself. He was continually existing in the beginning, co-eternally with God. All things were made and came into existence through Him. And without him, not even one thing was made that has come into being. Verse 4, in him was life and the power to bestow life. And the life was the light of men. The light, capital L, shines on in the darkness. And the darkness did not understand it or 
overpower it or appropriate it or absorb it and is unreceptive to it. Amen. Down in verse 8. Down in chapter 8, verse 12. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Amen. See, Christ Jesus is saying he is the light of the world. Apart from him, we shall walk in darkness. You will be stuck in your sins. Not only are you stuck in it, but you don't want to come out of it. The Bible is telling us why people reject Jesus. Because when he shows up, he exposes sin. So let us run back over to John chapter 3. Because we see further about this condemnation. And how those who do not want their sins to be exposed, these are they who reject the light. They reject Jesus Christ because he exposes their wickedness. And those who do not want their sins exposed and condemned will always reject the light that shines on their darkness. For they are unreceptive to it. So, John 3, starting in verse 18. Listen, because we all love, right? John 3, 16. But you got to keep on reading. Verse 18. Whoever believes and has decided to trust in him as personal Savior and Lord is not judged. Hallelujah. For this one, there is no judgment, no rejection, no condemnation. And then there's a semicolon. That tells us, keep reading. Yes, Holy Spirit, keep reading. But the one who does not believe and has decided to reject him as personal Savior and Lord is judged already. That one has been convicted and sentenced. Why? Because he has not believed and trusted in the name of the one and only begotten Son of God. That's why, beloved, 2 Timothy 2.19 always rings loud in our ears. Because over there, who is this? Paul is saying, let everyone who names the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. And before he said that, he was saying, Jesus knows those who are his. Glory to God. So back over here. 
John 3 down still in the middle of verse 18. Because the one who is convicted and already um, sentenced, it is because he has not believed and trusted in the name of the one and only begotten Son of God, the one who is truly unique, the only one of his kind. What makes Jesus so unique? What makes him the only begotten Son of God? It is because it is because he was born of a virgin woman. His his mother wasn't a virgin. Then then she had sex with a man and got pregnant, no longer a virgin, then had a baby. No, uh-uh. He was born of a virgin. No one on the face of this flat earth has ever been born of a virgin. Many of our parents may have started out as virgins, but they had sex and no longer was a virgin. They got pregnant, as we say the good old-fashioned way, by a mere mortal man through his fallen seed in the nature of fallen Adam and then had a baby. Christ Jesus was the only one born of the Holy Spirit. And when we are born again, then we too are now born of the Holy Spirit. So, back over to the one that is already sentenced and convicted because they did not believe and trusted in the one no, believe in the name of the one and only begotten Son of God, the only one who is truly unique, the only one of his kind, the one who alone can save him. Well, this is the judgment. That is the cause for indictment, the test by which people are judged. The basis for the sentence is this. Are you ready, humanity, to find out why you will be condemned? You ready? Here we go. This is the reason. The light, capital L, has come into the world and people loved the darkness rather than the light. For their deeds were evil. For every wrongdoer hates the light. That's it. People who rather have their sins and darkness and wickedness more, they hate Jesus because he has come into the world. So every wrongdoer hates the light and does not come to the light, but shrinks from it for fear that his sinful, worthless activities will be exposed and condemned. That's why people who love their sins more do not come to Jesus. It's, it's not rocket science. It's not because, well, you know, I really don't believe that Christianity 
which we ain't talking about, but this is what they say. Well, I don't believe Christianity is the only way to heaven. And then they come up with all these excuses because that's what it is excuses why they don't come to Jesus. Well, I don't believe in him. I don't believe he actually exists. I believe he was only for the Jews only. I don't believe this. I don't understand that. And I'm a good person. I don't do any sins. I'm not a sinner. Yada, yada, yada. The Bible tells us why you don't come to Jesus and you can sound as prolific and highly educated if you want to. Because at the end of the day, the reason why people reject Jesus is but for one reason. They rather have their darkness more than him because they know Jesus exposes and reproves sin. That's the reason. So if you were not aware that this is the reason and you thought it was for some other reason about how, well, I'm not really into religion. Well, who is? That's all man-made. We talking about having a relationship with the one who can save our wretched souls from condemnation. Well, I'm doing research. I'm looking at many different avenues because it just can't be one way to heaven. Yes, it is. One, Jesus Christ. Well, I just don't, well, you know, and all this hemming and hawing. Listen, Jesus says in over there in Revelation 21, the unbelievers, along with the murderers, the liars, the adulterers, the occultists, they will have their place in the lake of fire. So you keep on dragging your feet, weighing options, what do you mean weighing options? There's only one option, Jesus Christ. That's it. And so that's why people reject Jesus and do not come to him. They don't. So let's get further into this because to come into the presence of Jesus Christ, the Holy Son of God, who came in human flesh, is to come into the light. For Jesus lived a holy life, and he teaches us what true holiness is. The light reveals our utter sinfulness and our failures to measure up and keep God's commandments. Even when our failures are in the thoughts and attitudes of our hearts. Remember Jesus' sermon on the mount and his many rebukes to those who were outwardly righteous in his day. Let's not forget about that because in our day, people reject Jesus. 
and do not come to him because they do not want to face up to the fact of their own sinfulness and shortcomings. They don't want to hear that even their best righteousness are as Isaiah 64, 6 says, as filthy rags in God's eyes. Nor do they want to repent of their evil ways and turn to Jesus for forgiveness and for his help and strength to amend their ways and live in accord with God's holy word by his spirit. Therefore, they stand condemned for refusing to come to Jesus, the light of the world, and he is, whether they admit it, recognize it, or know it, he is their only hope of salvation. Instead of coming into the light and admitting and acknowledging their utter sinfulness and then turning to Jesus and his shed blood for cleansing and forgiveness, they turn away from the light and continue on in darkness. Oh, my friend, if you have not repented of your sins, and have and have not come to Jesus Christ to have your past sins forgiven and going forward walk in obedience and faithfulness i implore i implore you to do so right now today you do not know when you will draw your last breath this is not the hour to be eating and drinking and being merry and thinking that nothing will be done about your overt rebellion and disregard for God's sovereignty and his righteousness, just disregarding his call for holiness not even considering that the Bible says in Romans 6.23 that the wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. And many still reject Jesus. Let us never forget Second Thessalonians 1, 8 through 9. Let's read it. Because when Jesus returns with his angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, and how does one obey not the gospel? Well, they reject it. They tell Jesus, no, i rather have my evil, wicked darkness more than the light. You may not utter those exact words, 
but your rejection speaks loud and clear to heaven when you don't come to Christ, when you don't repent and you continue to live your life the way you want, believing that you are quote unquote a good person. Okay, well, verse 9 of 2 Thessalonians 1, those who reject Christ, they shall be punished with ever with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. Amen. You and I will be eternally separated from God, from the Son, tormenting in everlasting destruction, a.k.a. the second death, a.k.a. the lake of fire. So, beloved, before I let you go, okay, listen carefully. And hear the Spirit of God. If you and I do not repent, that is, as Luke 13, 3 says, Jesus was saying, to change your old way of thinking. This is repentance. Change your old way of thinking. Turn. Turn from your sinful ways and live change lives. Jesus was saying, unless, but unless you repent, you too will all likewise perish. Listen carefully. Do not play with God. Turn from sin. God won't be mocked. We see in the scriptures about the wrath of God, we see clearly that if we reject Jesus, the only one that can save us, let us all be clear. The wrath of God will be upon us and we will be thrown in the lake of fire. Can't say it enough for all of eternity where the smoke, the Bible says, of your torment will rise day and night. Study Revelation 14 will rise day and night and there will be no relief for you. We must turn from our wicked ways and come to Christ so that through his shed blood, we can be forgiven of our sin and enjoy eternity with him and the Father in his kingdom, enjoying all of his glory, living forever, where there will be no more crying and dying and sorrow and grief and pain and sin and wickedness and unrighteousness. No more devil. No more wicked, evil people. No more unrighteous, unholy, satanic governments. 
for in his kingdom there will be no more liars, adulterers, idolaters, fornicators, homosexuals, thieves, false teachers, no more covetousness, no more gossips, no more talebearers and false witness, no more psychopaths, no more darkness. But if we reject Jesus, we will be outside with the dogs. So, let's see. And then I promise I'll let you go. But I got to show you Revelation 22, starting in verse 15, to see what it says about outside are the dogs. Listen. Outside. Outside of what? The kingdom. Outside of the kingdom's gates are the dogs, the godless, the impure, those of low moral character, and the sorcerers with their intoxicating drugs and magic arts, and the, and the immoral persons the perverted, the molesters, and the adulterers, and the murderers, and the idolaters, and everyone who loves and practices lying, deception, cheating. Amen. Oh, Heavenly Father, thank you for your mercy this day. Thank you for sending us Jesus Christ who willingly went to the cross on our behalf. Father, we racked up and stacked up a huge sin debt that no amount of good works could have ever repaid the debt that we stored up. Father, your wrath is real. You tell us that you are love. And through that divine attribute, you sent humanity a savior. And humanity, by and large, rejected the savior of the world. Jesus Christ. Romans 1, 18 to 19. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. Because what may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it to them. Amen. Oh, Father, all one has to do is look at the book of Joel. Joel, Joel 2, verses 10 to 11, the earth quakes before them. The heavens tremble, the sun and moon grow dark, and the stars diminish their brightness. 
The Lord gives voice before his army, for his camp is very great. For strong is the one who executes his word. For the day of the Lord is great and very terrible. Who can endure it? Oh, Father Zephaniah 115, that day is a day of wrath, a day of trouble and distress, a day of devastation and desolation, a day of darkness and gloominess, a day of clouds and thick darkness. Oh, Father, these descriptions about the day of the Lord, it is terrible. Zephaniah 1.18, neither their silver nor their gold shall be able to deliver them in the day of the Lord's wrath, but the whole land shall be devoured by the fire of his jealousy, for he will make speedy riddance of all those who dwell in the land. Oh, Father, there are so many scriptures warning us about this coming day. Revelation 16, 8 through 9, then the fourth angel poured out his bowl on the sun and power was given to him to scorch men with fire and men were scorched with great heat and they blasphemed the name of God who has power over these plagues and they did not repent and give him glory. Amen. Colossians 3, 6 says, Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience. Oh, Father, we are not without excuse. Those who have named the name of the Lord must, shall depart from iniquity, Father. We live in a world completely manipulated by Satan. Those who refuse according to your word, who refuse to come to the light, they are already condemned. By their own will, they rejected Jesus, Father, in the name of Christ Jesus. I pray that anyone who hears this, this particular recording, may they repent and come to Christ Jesus so that they can be saved from your coming wrath. A day has been set that you will judge the inhabited world in righteousness. This is why you call men to repentance. A day has been set where Jesus Christ will judge this world. He has been given this task. And the 
proof that Jesus will be judged is because you raised him from the dead. Oh, Father, have mercy on us. Many do not understand your wrath at all. Your wrath is love. You have given humanity over 2,000 plus years since Jesus went to the cross to repent of their sins, change their minds about sin. Sin is no longer the big time fun, nor has it ever been. We have been deceived. We have been deceived, Father. But now since light has come into the world, may the world no longer rejects Jesus Christ, but come into the knowledge of who he is. It is only through Jesus Christ that a man can be born again. We must be reborn of your spirit. Flesh and blood cannot enter into the kingdom. We must be regenerated. And that's only possible through Jesus Christ. May men and women, boys and girls, come to repentance. Seek what is good. Seek what is holy and righteous and pleasing to you and do it. And we can do it because when Christ ascended, Holy Spirit was sent to empower the saints of God. The saints of God are those who are born again. Many a false religion has elevated mere mortals to sainthoods. They have no authority to appoint anyone as a saint. A saint of God is any one of his children who has repented and come to Christ and now are born again. Oh, Father, thank you that Jesus Christ is interceding for the saints of God. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for being our Father. We lift up your holy name. Hallowed be thy holy name. May your kingdom come, Father. May your will be done on the earth as it is in heaven. Thank you for forgiving us of our trespasses. And we forgive anyone who has rebelled against us. We forgive them. We forgive them, Father. For you have said, without holiness, no one shall see the Lord. Have mercy on your people, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your sacrifice. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for teaching us what is good, what is 
what is righteous. Thank you for revealing Jesus Christ to us. Thank you. Bless you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Glory be to the most high God who saved our wretched souls from certain condemnation. Bless you, Father. All right, beloved. Repent and believe. Stop sinning and turn back to God. God won't be mock, mocked if we continue to sow to the flesh. From the flesh, we will reap a harvest. It is called eternal destruction. But if we sow to the Spirit, from the Spirit, we shall reap eternal life. Amen. And Lord willing, until next time, I shall be speaking to you all soon. Praise the living God. Bye for now. Thank you guys for tuning in. I truly appreciate all your support. Until next time, I'll be talking to y'all soon. Bye.